Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, earbuds. It's Hannah Gelb here. Uh, today on Analyze This, we're going to answer your questions. Yes, but it's another... First... Oh, sorry, my bad. I'm interrupting you. Ah, see, we're seamless. <laughs> I'm just so excited to be answering your questions. Yes, but first, I want to tell you something, Hannah Hart. Oh, my God. I can do a pretty good impression of a peacock. Really? You might not know. Peacocks have a sound. What is their sound? <clears throat> oh, my God. It's like this. Wow! <laughs> you know, not only was I not expecting that at all, you doing that peacock sound reminded me of one of my favorite bedroom linen brands, Peacock oh. Alley. Oh my goodness! Peacock Alley offers luxury bedding, bath basics, and fine linens, not to mention a great reason to make peacock sounds. Uh, uh yes. Question, is Peacock Alley like a peacock? Are they so confident in their products as a peacock would be? Oh, yes. They have quite a lot to be confident about. In fact, um, Peacock Alley is so sure you'll love their products that you get a 100-night guarantee. So if you don't like what you buy um, and it's been 100 nights and you're still like, nope, you can return them for a full refund. A full refund? Wow. What brand reliability? You know, I wonder if it's because Peacock Alley only uses high-quality materials. And their company was founded 45 years ago by a single mom who has done her own things her way for decades, which is great because most of their products are crafted by artisans in their Dallas, Texas workroom. Right. And you know, they don't just have bedding. They also have towels and candles. And I actually have one of their candles and it's called Mist. And it kind of smells like a beautiful cabin perched above the ocean. Oh my God. I love that. And you and Peacock Alley. So be (laughs) sure to check out PeacockAlley.com to find all of their amazing linens and use the code earbuds at checkout for 10% of your first purchase. That's right. It's PeacockAlley.com with the code earbuds for 10% off. Speaking of earbuds, let's get to our earbuds. Yay! You know, I really think I could do an even better peacock impression. Actually. Okay, I'm ready. That wasn't really my best one. All right, no, 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 no. It's no, okay. give me one more. Give me no, one more. No, no. Come so on. much pressure. Come on. I need it. I need it. <laughs> no, no, no. That one was fine. So, I'm just a little. It's like sometimes I'll. <laughs> is that how it is? <laughs> All right, That's forget. pretty good. Thanks, bud. Gelb, I love you. I love you. It's I so good you. to see you. It's good to see you it's too. It's been a while because, you know, we were going to record last weekend, but you had some stuff to do. So we pushed it to this weekend. I did. I canceled it. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it was great, dude. I was yeah. like, yeah, you take care of yourself, man. Yeah, it's hard. You know, you got to make sure you take care of yourself by like, you know, constantly rescheduling everything in your life, much to the chagrin of those I work with. Well, hey, you know what? Life doesn't always just stick to a schedule. No, does it? It does not. You know, I wish it would, though, because... I, man, for some reason, actually, I think I know why, but I'm back to not really sleeping. <laughs> like last night I woke up at 4.30 and I was up from 4.30 to like 7. Oh, man. I know. And then I sleep for like another hour mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I'm awake again, you know? And it's like, well, now it's 8 a.m. So I better be awake for my day. Um, do you think it has to do with the stuff you were doing last week? Like no. family stuff? No, I don't think it's family stuff. I actually think I'm putting on this live event on... Oh, actually, hey, podcast. Guess what? <laughs> I'm putting on a live event on June 29th. Please tune in. It is in honor of Pride Month. Gayness! It's going to be great. It's called Pride Live. At the time that we are recording this podcast, we have zero guests booked, and I'm freaking out. This is just going to be me for three hours. Please be there. I don't well, know. Well, I, I think it's going to work out great. I hope so. I can't tell, but... I mean, it's better to try. It's kind of like if you build it, they will come. And it's going to be a really cool event. Like, I want it to be, like, telethony. Like, in my mind's eye, I'm wearing a velour suit or, like, a velvet blazer. And I have one yeah. of those, like, really long microphones, like yeah. Bob Barker or whatever. Yeah. Dude, you're already manifesting it. Oh, It's going to be great, man. man. Yeah. Everyone is going to be gay in 2019. <gasps> I'm stoked. Dreams really do come true. 
Speaking of everyone, hey guys, welcome to this episode of Analyze This, where we make the focus all on you, our earbuds. Yeah, you guys are the best. They are the best. How how are how are the earbuds lately? I mean, you're on that Twitter all the time. Oh, I mean, they're so responsive and kind and and kind to one another mm. and just say lovely things and are so thoughtful and like, you know, on my own personal Twitter. I was like, I'm having a really bad day. And then like 12 people were like, here's some virtual hugs for you, Hannah Kelp. You know, Aww. it's just so amazing that, um, you know, people are like, we like you, even yeah. though we've never met you. <laughs> well, I really want the earbuds. You know, you guys are great people and we're, we are a small and humble podcast. I mean, we're not, we're, we, though we are groundbreaking in our content, <laughs> uh, in terms of our listeners, we're in our first 20 episodes. This you know is episode you know 20. kind of funny? What? Every time we say groundbreaking... I think my inner monologue, which is always like, you suck, Hannah Gub. I'm like, are we, though? Are we really groundbreaking? I don't think so. I think other people have been talking about this stuff. I mean, I say groundbreaking all the time. My groundbreaking grilled cheese I made the other day. <laughs> uh, I, I love using, what's that, superlatives? What's that word? Yeah, I love using hyperbolic speech to really lift myself up. But, you guys, we are, something that will be up and active by the time this podcast runs out is that we are starting a Hanalyze This subreddit. So if you guys go to reddit.com slash r slash Hanalyze This God, I hope we can get that. Then you guys can participate and talk with each other because I feel like so much of Analyze This necessitates conversations that are longer than just a couple tweets back and forth. Mm, absolutely. You know, we really want to have a hub for our earbuds. And also, yeah, like everyone has such a wealth of experience to share with everybody else. And resources, right? Mm-hmm, like let's say mm-hmm. we have a topic that we discuss and you guys want to share resources around that topic with each other. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's kind of our hopes and dreams for the Reddit. Or maybe it should be a Facebook group. I don't know. Right. Let's try it as a Reddit first. And if in a month nobody's there, we'll move it. Yeah. You know, I actually never go on Reddit. I love Reddit. I don't I don't understand it. Really? <laughs> I show you. Well, also, I just feel like I already have so many social media things. Replace them all with the one. <laughs> Replace them all with you Reddit. Know, that's a pretty good recommendation. So I might do that. It's a strong one. It's a strong one for me. Um, I just saw my psychiatrist the other day. Oh. Wait, yeah. Hannah Gelb, you just saw your psychiatrist the other day? Tell me more. Yes, I did. You know, what's very interesting is after we did our ADHD episode, a lot of people, including some friends of mine, have been like, oh my God, I got like 18 out of 21 of those questions. I went in, I got evaluated, freaking A, I have ADHD. This changed my life. Dude. Wow. I know. But I'm like, where are these people going where they get evaluated so fast? Because at my doctor, I have to like fill out some paperwork, then I have to return between the hours of, you know, nine and three, um, and then take like an evaluation. And then after like six weeks, they're going to like send me a thing. Oh, maybe it's because, um, in San Diego, maybe a lot more people are doing speed. And so they're like, wait, you think you have ADHD, huh? We're going to really make sure that is so hard to get them ADHD drugs. I'll tell you what, you know, it really is. It really is. It really is. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Joseph, I feel like that episode was really helpful because the response I got also from people in my life where they were like, Hey, like, uh, the girl that does my hair and makeup a lot, uh, Carson, Carson, you're listening. I love you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carson was like, dude, I think I just diagnosed myself. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people who are creative or people that are kind of drawn to our fast witted, heartfelt comedy. (laughs) Uh, maybe you guys all have ADHD too. Who knows? But that's beside the point. (laughs) What's the point you may ask? The point is, the point is, that we want to hear from you, and we have a laundry list of topics. Oh, but we got to start with a very relevant Hanalization update, mm. which is in the lives of one of our Hannahs. <laughs> so Hannah yes. was dating someone recently. Yes. And then she broke up with him. Um, I, yes, I had to break up with him. Oh, yeah. Kelby, you want to talk about it? You want to tell our earbuds yeah. what, you've been, uh, what you've been up you to the last couple of weeks? I was pretty proud of myself because... Okay, so my instinct was telling me something was wrong. Paint the picture. Tell us about the relationship. (laughs) You know, because we were even thinking like, oh, we should do an episode about new relationship quirks or like dating, blah. But, you know, now Mm -hmm. we can. (laughs) Right. Well, okay. So, um, you know, I met this guy. He was really funny and sweet and kind and nice and like musical and like super great. Um, Via a dating uh, platform? Via Hinge. Hinge. Um, I thought you were going to say Hinder. Hinder. (laughs) Hinder. That's a cock-blocking dating app. (laughs) 
Tinder. The way to get your friends off Tinder. Oh my God. I feel like I am Hinder. No, I'm not. I want everybody to fuck everybody. No, I'm you're, yeah, dude, you are like. I'm always trying to get people to hook up. Oh I'm God. like vicariously living through my single friends. I'm always like, you know what you should do? Make I up. think you have actually set me up with like three hookups in my life. Hey. <laughs> you know what I say to that? Macarena. <laughs> um, you're on Hinder. Yeah, so we met, we went on a date, things were good, we were like dating, 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 and then I started to feel really weird and sad, and um, like, we just weren't talking as much, we weren't hanging out, and we kind of had a talk because we're both, you know, both work full time, both busy, he's going to class, I have various things I'm doing, like this podcast, so I was like, hey, so I just want to check in and make sure we're like on the same page. And, and you were you were really grappling with this, right? Because yeah. you were like, hey, so I've noticed that suddenly we don't talk or text at all anymore. And like, I'm sorry, just to check in. Are we dating or no? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I felt like and we'd have. But you th- felt really weird even asking that question because I remember we have spent like a good three or four hours on the couch. Right. Just like going over it over and over again. Not right. like I'm not saying that like in a meh way. I'm saying it like, oh, a, no, yeah, like yeah, yeah. this was a thing you were grappling with. Yeah. Because as per usual, people not have a hard right. time, you know, I telling was- whether or not they are justified in the way they're feeling. Right. Like I was, I was like, I don't know. And then, you know, I, I mean, I have totally just internalized sexism and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I don't want to be that woman who's like, um, oh, we don't spend enough time together. Like my needs aren't being met. Like, I don't know. Which, but that's not at all what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Hey, when I see you one day out of the week, can we talk to each other and make eye contact? Right. You know, I brought up love languages. I was like, I need quality time with you. That means like setting an intention. I know. Like talking. Just going on a fucking walk. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know we don't we don't want to spend a lot of money. Like we can go for a walk. Totally. So that like went pretty well. So you had this conversation. So you've been feeling this way for a while. So you pulled him aside and you're right. like, hey, let's talk. I should, you know, to be fair, I should also mention, <laughs> I got pretty upset. Before that conversation, because he said a certain word that I think is a like woman hate language. And so then I got really upset and we talked about it and I really wish I hadn't gotten as emotional as I did. And I know I was making it unfair because I like basically turned him into the patriarchy. Mm. I was like, I'm talking to the patriarchy, mm. which, you know. So you feel like you, you, you got a little bit more emotional. You lost balance a little bit in the conversation, in the subject matter. That is so important to you. Mm-hmm. But then I think the next day, didn't you also tell him, like, thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry I got that, like, intense and, like, stuff like that. Uh, yes, that's true. Actually, I did do that. <laughs> so, also, and I was like, you know, please let me know if you're upset because that was, yeah, I got really intense. Yeah. Sometimes you, know? you get really heated. Uh, when Ella and I first started dating, we got into a very, very heated debate about taxes. <laughs> uh, in the first year of our relationship, uh, heated debates include existence of ghosts, taxes. Oh my God, what was this one? We got in this like, oh, um, gender identity. We got in like, it, here's the worst part. We are always agreeing. Oh, when to tell a kid this is, it's just a sidebar really quick. We got into such a multi-hour discussion about when to tell a kid the truth about Santa Claus. (laughs) And in the end... I'm so curious. Well, Was there a great divide between the two opinions? We just didn't know we were talking about the same age. And so, like, she thought... Or we weren't talking about the same age. Mm -hmm. I was talking about a seven or eight-year-old. She was talking about a three or four-year-old. So my kid, in my mind's eye, was seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Her kid, in her mind's eye, was what I call a toddler. Like, three or four, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we had this entire discussion about um, the importance of fantasy, imagination, magic, creativity, blah, 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 blah. And then telling kids the truth about Santa Claus. And we were just arguing, arguing. And I was so flabbergasted. Because in my mind, I thought she was saying that... if an eight-year-old asks if Santa's real, then we perpetuate that he is real. And in her mind, she thought I was saying, we tell a three-year-old the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. This went on for hours? Yeah. Like solid hour and a half. Yeah. But anyway, that's a, that's a funny thing. You guys are so great. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how we, uh, you know, we really are. Yeah. I mean, anyway, you can have those conversations. I'm in love. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, back to the end of your relationship. (laughs) Yes. So let's see. So we had that very uncomfortable conversation. And yes, I apologized. And I got a mug with cats on it. Um, And 
Right. So then like a week or two went by. Then we had this other conversation where I was like, I just want to make sure we're like on the same page because, you know, we see each other for like six hours a week. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's like, yeah, absolutely. No, I really like you. And yeah, let's we like need to see each other at least like two times a week. Um, but it just felt like. I don't know, my instinct, I just could I could just tell something was wrong. Mm. But it was so Did anything change after that conversation? No. Oh, well, right. that's a... Well, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I felt really depressed. I felt so depressed, and I was like, why am I so depressed? Yeah, and I and think it's because I was just like new, like, this is not... No, it's just not... It's not Un- work. It's unresolved, unsettled, right. and it was just kind of like, yeah. I felt like all, like all planning was like up to me. You know, and I don't like feeling that way at all. Yeah. Uh, it's like I have to, like, make everything happen. But then even when you guys did have plans, and the only reason that I'm drawing all these details out is for any listeners that, you know, find themselves questioning whether or not they are, like, happy in an experience. Like, it's okay to – it's so important to have these conversations and find your room for compromise, you know. And and talking about the planning thing, like you mentioned that if you guys had plans – well, talk about the, the Friday night. Tell them about the – <laughs> well well first there were like a few things that kind of were painful and then i was like oh man that's stupid hannah gelb like so we usually would hang out tuesday thursday because he had class monday wednesday and, you know he's like friends and stuff which is great because i'm like no i'm totally into dating someone who has their own social life yeah man but like one night he was like oh i can't hang out tonight because i have i have to just like get some shit done i was like all right cool and then the next day he's like oh man i ended up going to trivia last night and I was um, like, uh, okay. I mean, you know, it's like, that's fine, obviously. But it kind of tells me I would rather go to trivia than see you, my new girlfriend. And also, I'm not telling you just straight up, hey, I don't, hey, I'm actually going to go to trivia tonight. I don't think we can hang out tonight. Right. Like, right. that would be fine. Because the truth is fine. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so then, instances like that. Yeah. And then that kind of happened again where... You know, I just got to the point where I felt like I had to, like, beg him to hang out with me. And mm. I was like, oh, oh, my God, this is terrible. Like, and then there was, like, a, the But week- it's not even like you were that desperate to see him. You were just, like... Like, the bare minimum. Of like, <laughs> like, you know, two, like, two nights yeah. a week yeah. can we, like, talk. Yeah. Then it kind of, that same sort of thing-ish happened again where, you know, it was Tuesday night. And I was like, okay, I'm not, you know, it's Tuesday night. I know he has class on Wednesday. He probably doesn't want to hang out. Like, you know, making so much space. Yeah. And then, and he was like, yeah, I really want to go to trivia tonight, but I got to do homework. Mm-hmm. And then in my head, I was like, why don't you want to hang out with me? Mm. Like when I like somebody, you want to, I want to spend time with them. I mean, there is a natural phase in like the, you know, three, four, five month market relationship where you start to bring your like lives back into your life, right. you know? Cause you're like, you want, when you first get to know someone, you're like, oh my God, I love spending time with you. But we, I feel like we never even had that period. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's a, that's I mean, a we thing. had like, yeah, this is great. But like, and then it was, but it was so tapered off like so fast Mm. but there was like there were like two or three weeks maybe where we saw each other like two or three times a week which Mm. were like really fun um and then yeah just like kind of petered right yeah so then who did the actual like what brought everything to a head like well we were gonna go camping on memorial day weekend and you know things were weird i was having like a total mental breakdown i like had a full-on like thursday night before Memorial Day weekend, I just like cried with my friends. God, I sound like such a fucking vagina right now. Um, <laughs> you know, a weeping like, vagina. Well, you know is a what it was? Vagina. Because I was like, I think it was, I just, it's like, I just knew, I was like, I just know this is, something's wrong. And like, you know, some of my friends were like, no, you know, like, I mean, looking at your phone, it looks like everything's fine. Like, who knows what he's actually thinking? Don't jump into people's heads, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, I, he's not into this. Um, that's like what I'm getting. And, and it sounds like you were kind of getting not into it. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, I was like, well, I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to, I know I'm, I'm pulling back because you're pulling back. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to be vulnerable with you. So then we were supposed to go camping. Um, no plans were being made at all. I was like, Hey, so I'm getting stressed out. Cause we said we're going to go camping. We don't really know where or what we're going to bring or like food or like those kinds of things. So we don't die. And he's like, no, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. And, and I was like, like no okay so <laughs> then on friday i was like well we need to talk and then i brought up this stuff basically i was like yeah i'm getting the sense that you don't want to hang out and he's like well 
um, I think I just realized that I wasn't really sure if I even want to be in a relationship. Um, and I like don't want to be committed to anything really. What was surprising was when after that, so he said all this stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, to my head, to me, it sounds like you want to really break up. Yeah. But he was surprised when I was like, well, I can't see you anymore. Like, I'm not going to wait around for you to figure out if you want to be in a relationship or not. And he was surprised? He seemed surprised. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, you're like, wait, what? But it's like, you know what? It's like, that's okay. It's okay if you if that's the way you're feeling. But it just hurts so much that he just wouldn't tell me. I know. And I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like people love to just kind of ghost or like fade into the difference distance. Like, like uh, no, people, don't do that because it shows that you don't respect that person. I mean, okay, if you have like a three-day dating thing. And then you're like, well, not for me. Okay. I don't think there's any excuse to just stop talking to someone that you've had sex with, you know, I like mean, multiple times, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or then you've shared multiple meals with. Like after over the course of like six weeks, it's like, hey, if you're not really feeling it, just, you know, grow up and just be like, hey, just FYI, I'm not, especially when you open the door to conversation and like mm-hmm. self-exploration. I know it's scary, but like there's only so many times you can go up to pardon my burp, go up to somebody and be like, no, 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 yeah, everything's fine. You're great. This is great. Do I want to see you tomorrow? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's not fair to do that to another person, right? Like, if you're the one who's doing that in dating. It, it, sometimes I feel like people get caught up in guilt dating, where they just keep dating somebody out of guilt. Right. And at that point, it's like, well, you're not really adding anything to each other's Right, lives. and how would you feel if you knew someone was seeing you out of guilt? Oh, You'd be like, oh. I mean, I wouldn't feel, I would feel like they were a weaker person than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know? That's mm-hmm. not even me. I'm just like, wow, you would date a guppy. I'm out. <laughs> and, and for these reasons, I'm out. <laughs> well, that's a good point, man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing. I just think that, you know, you're, you have a single person's perspective. <laughs> No, I just appreciate you sharing, you know? Yeah. No, you know, I was really proud of myself because even up at, even when I was about to like confront him, there was part of my brain that was like, no, 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 let's like just super defense mechanism right now and just turn this off because you've learned that emotions equal not okay. When you share your emotions with a man, he's like, goodbye, you're a crazy person. But I was like, no, I'm going to talk about this. And then thank God. And then I was like, yay, now I have a whole three-day weekend to myself. <laughs> yeah, and, and you ta- yeah, you had a whole three-day weekend to myself, yourself. And then you texted, and I was like, how are you feeling? And you're like, relief. And, like, that's the thing. You know, it's it's not going to devastate your world, to be honest, with another person. Right. And they're not going to, like, murder you. Well, yeah. Well, okay, they might. I mean, you know. Depends on who they are. You never know. <laughs> and we're going to find out more about who you guys are by answering your earbud questions right after this. Hey, earbuds, we love you guys very, very much. And we also love ourselves and our bodies, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you about this next product, (gasps) Daily Harvest. Oh, OMG. OMG. I almost said daily F word harvest. You know what? Um, I didn't even know that this product was going to sponsor us. And one day I just received a mystery package full of beautiful things to eat. And I was like, what's happening? Oh my God. It's so wonderful. It's I have so used wonderful. up every item in our mystery package. Me too. Oh my God. I want more. Dude. So if you guys are wondering what Daily Harvest is, let me tell you, it delivers one step prep frozen plant-based eats straight to your door with choices of smoothies savory harvest bowls, soups, functional lattes, overnight oats, and more. I love... Did you get the overnight oats? Yes. I loved the overnight oats. Oh my God. Did you get the cumin latte? Uh-uh. Oh, wait, wait, not cumin. Cardamom. Cardamom. Cardamom latte? <laughs> I got a matcha latte. <gasps> what? They were both... I mean, oh my God. I don't know how yours was. Mine was great. Mine was great too. I felt so fancy. This is so cool. What is awesome about it is because it also comes in these perfectly portioned cups. So you pour the amount of like milk or water or whatever into it and you can make a smoothie or a soup. What have you. The options are limitless. Also, it stays fresh in the freezer until you're ready to eat. And it just takes one step to prepare, which is so amazing if you're like me and cannot organize your life and just suck at grocery shopping. I know. And you get you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, ah, I don't want to cut any fruit, make a mm-hmm. smoothie. What a process. But mm-hmm. this takes care of the hard part while keeping it fresh and healthy. It's amazing. It's truly. I'm really sad that I used all of mine actually but we got to get more and you guys can get more by going to daily-harvest.com and entering the promo code hanalize to get three free cups in your first box that's promo code hanalize for three free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com 
Wow. DailyDashHarvest.com, thank you so much for sponsoring us, and please send us more free things. Really, I mean it. Yeah. You know, I listened to a really great podcast recently. Ooh, Sorry, let me just finish that. Da, 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 da. Okay. <laughs> Called My Brother and My Brother and Me. I'm going to play oh. it for you at some point this weekend. I love them, and they're hilarious. And if you guys want to listen to it, this isn't an ad or a sponsored spot at all. I just really like their dynamic. They're really funny, and I hope that um, uh, we can all be friends someday. <laughs> Putting it out there. Putting it out there. <laughs> uh, speaking of putting it out there, Hannah Gallup, what have our earbuds put out there for us to talk about? Well, I know that in multiple earbuds have brought up how to deal with heartbreak slash a breakup. Ah, yes. I'm looking at this very first one that you have pulled. Uh, it doesn't say their name, but I will give everyone the long and the short of it. Let me put on my glasses. <laughs> how you feeling, man? You feel good? I feel good. You feel, I feel good? pretty good. Great. Um, I'm a little worried that he's going to listen to this episode and then be like, uh, no. <laughs> well, then he can make his own podcast. <laughs> right? Well, you know, yeah, I get that. You know, and that's like a thing about like when I was writing Buffering on Turtles of Life Fully Loaded, um, I was terrified that anyone I ever knew would read it. And everybody did. Right. Well, you know what Anne Lamont says? If you didn't want us to write about you, you should have behaved better. Whoa. So... Hannah, that was like pretty hot. <laughs> okay, yes. so talking about heartbreak, talking about dumping, I'm going to read this uh, message from our beautiful earbud so-and-so because we do not have your name on here. Yes, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> we will refer to everyone as so-and-so, actually. Okay. I have decided for their safety and anonymity. Mm, so so-and-so says, my girlfriend dumped me about a month and a half ago. She was my first love, oh, and she had really led me to believe that she wanted to be together forever. Oh, well. I trusted her completely, and she was my best friend. Then one day, out of the blue, she called me. We were long distance for a bit and told me that she never loved me, and it was over. That's crazy. I don't know. I just need someone to tell me things are going to be okay and that I'm going to be okay and that it's going to stop hurting so badly. I miss everything about her every day. I'm so tired of hurting. I think she broke me. Would love a response, but I know you guys are crazy busy. Love you both dearly. Keep making the world smile with the stuff you do. Aww. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. First of all, you are not broken at all. At all. You're hurting. Yeah. But that's just, man. You're alive. That's proof of of life, man. Yeah. Proof of life. And it is going to be okay and you are going to be okay. You know? First love is its own fuckery shit show oh my god me and my serious first boyfriend we broke up five years ago i still feel pain from that breakup it's just like it's like a death yeah you just have to carry it with you You it's a death relationship and you know it sounds to me like things maybe were like a little bit not on the same page if she someone could call you out of nowhere and be like she seems almost a little capricious yeah like i never loved you which is like that's kind of, I don't know, maybe you might want to do some self-investigating, too, because, I mean, that's that's pretty brutal. Yeah. And also, like, are you sure you guys were dating? <laughs> right. Uh, by the way, these answers are going to be tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> but either way, you know, you're always going to feel better. It yeah. Just, it gets easier. Yeah. And Hang and in there, yeah. kiddo. Yeah. And if there's something to take away from it, like, really investigate this, because, like, you are in the midst of heartbreak right now, and... uh it sucks, but it makes you, I don't know, like a, you have a fuller life experience when you experience the pitfalls and the pleasures. Right. I mean, I basically was not alive until my huge breakup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything changed and I learned so much and it was terrible, but it was like, I'm it, so glad it had to happen that way. Sometimes after having a huge breakup, it's the beginning of a healing process that stems back to way longer in your life than you needed, that you needed healing from and you haven't even gotten to yet. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're welcome. Love Jesus. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God. I want to spice it up. You know, I want to have some fun with it. <laughs> okay. Well. I will be very interested to hear your perspective on this. But listener so-and-so says, Hi there. I love, love, love the podcast. Can you speak on performance anxiety? Referring to female orgasm. (gasps) Which, right? Who brings up female orgasm and performance anxiety? Gasp, gasp, gasp. That is totally a thing. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, wow. So I just want to say, Hannah Hart, have you ever faked an orgasm with a woman? No. I personally haven't. But I'm also a bad liar. Wow, that's yeah. really impressive, dude. No, I mean, I just have never faked an orgasm. Not that I 
No, I really haven't. Because I guess it's like I'm much more being like, nah, I'm good. Thank you, though. I'm all right. Or like, well, I just don't think I can. Mm. Yeah, I've never faked an orgasm with a woman. I've never faked an orgasm with a man either. You've never faked an orgasm ever? Ever. Whoa, dude. I mean, I wouldn't even know like where to be. I mean, I don't know. I just. Oh, my God. I am like an Oscar. Oh, my God. Gelby, no. Really? I know. No, it's terrible. How many orgasms have you faked? I've faked an orgasm with probably everyone that I've had repeated sex with. Jesus. And it's always because I'm too, I'm like, no, I have to be really careful of their ego. And I just, well, I don't really want to speak up. But dude, but also. It's terrible. It's it's, fucking terrible. I've hated myself every time I do it. And you're not giving them the chance to pleasure you you know because you have to make you got to make yourself vulnerable dude you can't just duck out by being like i did it you know because then you got to talk about like oh here's what i need or like i don't know or maybe like i'm feeling nervous maybe you're projecting some nervousness that you have well you know what i've noticed a lot of guys for me okay a lot of guys they really what really gets them off is getting a woman off so they're like, yeah, let's do this. Orgasm, go. And it's like, okay, you know what? Uh, as soon as I feel like pressure to do that, it's really difficult. Mm. So, and it doesn't, and it feels like kind of selfish. Like mm. I'm like, okay, you're not even really doing this for me. But that's the communication part, right? Right. Because then you have to stop like, because then if you're, if, if in sex you're only reflecting positive things, then people are going to think they're doing it right. Right. You but know? then sometimes it's happened with like people who I've just like, it's like a third time ever hanging out, and I'm like, I don't even ever want to talk to you ever again. I really don't yeah. care about this. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, maybe I should have. And then I'm like, well, what the fuck? Is it my job to teach the male population how to fucking use the clitoris? Like, figure that shit out, man. Yeah, but everybody's clitoris is different, dude. Like, as, I'm sorry. I'm a person that has sex with women. If my partner wasn't talking to me about what I was doing, I wouldn't be able to figure out her vagina is totally different from mine. Oh, that's a good point. You're you right, know, dude. Everybody You're has right. different stimulation. It's not it's not about like educating the male population. It's about like communicating with your partner. But it's scary. I mean, what's really frustrating is like like right now I'm on Zoloft and it makes it really hard to have an orgasm. Like I can be in it, in it, to win it. Mm-hmm. Man, there's nothing more I want to do than have an orgasm. And like I sometimes literally physiologically I just can't. Mm-hmm. You know what was that? Med- you were on a medication for a while. That yeah, was like- I think Protec. Yeah, and it was really yeah, it was so frustrating. Could you even have an orgasm like by yourself? I think so, but it took like a lot of work. <laughs> like it was a <laughs> solid hour and a half. You know, these like- forearms don't just make themselves. <laughs> it was so frustrating. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, man. I apologize. I think I just I'm so. It's like I get so mad at myself because I can't believe I'm. I'm disservicing myself. You know, I'm totally betraying myself in that moment. Like, yeah, well, it's scary. It's really scary. I have a hard time communicating, like, what feels good, what right. doesn't. Like, and, I mean, I've also had experiences where I'm like, hey, can you do this or that or be a little more gentle? And then it's like, um, okay, you didn't change anything at all doing the same thing. Like, you obviously are not receptive to this. Mm. So, you Well, know. but then that in and of itself would put you even farther from an orgasm because here you are communicating something to someone who seemingly is not responding or receiving the information which would make you want to have a little bit of a step back in emotional distance you know mm-hmm. yeah so i mean in terms of performance anxiety i think it all comes down to communication right you know right. We, I, I feel performance anxiety as someone who loves sex and loves having orgasms and loves giving orgasms yeah sometimes like when i'm stressed out if i'm anxious i'm not gonna be able to come and it sucks because yeah. i really want to. but you never yeah you never should ever feel like you have to no there's really and that's something that like you know even in same-sex relationships like there's no pressure if you don't feel it if you're not feeling it, if you're not the right headspace that's a-okay and you don't have to you don't right. have to have an orgasm to have a satisfying sexual experience right especially for those of us who are you know in our 30s <laughs> there's all sorts of things you Where can it's do like you know things change it's not as easy as when you were like a 21 for example mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. like it's just part of life oh man but it's you know it's still still good still good still good <laughs> so good anyway so i hope that was helpful i love that i love this Ooh, moving right along um going from a subject of orgasms which we are well versed in let's move to a subject which we are not well versed in at all yes children so and so says i want two kids Mostly because I don't want to have that spoiled child brat kid that I despised when I was my younger self. Whew. 
It's a hot take. Are you? (laughs) Hot take. My husband thinks that financially we cannot afford a second kid due to childcare, the big black hole of money. We're in Canada. We don't have to worry about delivery fees with a hospital, but I can choose to do either one year at 55% of my annual income or 1.5 years at 33% of annual income. Daycare racks up to an average of thirty to forty-six thousand dollars a year. Wow, that's expensive. Uh, Childcare is so expensive. We also live far away from family, so a free babysitter isn't an option. I feel panicked because money is dictating how many kids I want. Bam! Wow, that's a huge statement. Wow. Do I know why I want two kids aside from the single child syndrome? I really don't know. I guess because I only had one sibling and the relationship I share with my sister is one of the most precious relationships I have. And I want to give that to my future children. So do I wait on the second kid till the first kid is in school or give up on the second one as what my husband wants? I'm venting. I apologize, but my husband thinks about financing first, and my sister was way had way too much opinion on the topic, and that conversation always ends up in me being guilted for choosing to stay halfway across the country <laughs> instead of moving back to be close to my family. I need an outside perspective, I guess. I'm so just going to go ahead so. and say, do not talk to your sister about this. No, she loves you, but yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, outside perspective, but that's hard. Dude, I mean, so many issues that, oh my God, I don't, like... Again, like when we remember we had our mother, our motherhood issue or episode, episode mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I feel like the general culture is like a baby, a baby is always a gift, magic, la la la. But it's like, there are very real, real, real world issues that come with having children, like money. Yeah. 30 to $46,000 a year is nothing to scoff at. I mean, I would say looking at this, that it's really important. First of all, thank you so much, so-and-so for sharing this with us um, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. people who do not have children and are not experts. But I will say that... You don't want this debate and this question to kind of come between you and your husband. You don't want this to fester, you know? Oh, right. It seems like you have to first figure out what it is that you want, independent from your sister's opinion or your husband's concerns. If you want a kid only because you're worried about an only child, well, I mean, do we make choices out of fear or do we make them out of faith? I mean, a lot of people have kids for all kinds of crazy reasons. Like... (laughs) Yeah. You <laughs> I know? mean, I think, yeah, no, I would agree. I would say, I don't think you need our opinion. I think you need your opinion. You probably opinion. already know what you want, but you just have to, you know, kind of go inside yourself and really yeah. feel what it is. Yeah. I mean, um, you're, you you know better than anybody else. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't want to deal with the guilt trip for the rest of my life by only having one kid. Guess what? It's not been the entire rest of your life yet. You guys can find the time, make the money, do whatever you need. Or if you do want a second kid, then it's really a worthwhile conversation to keep having with your husband. Like, hey, this is a priority for my life experience. I want us to have another kid. But it seems like the debate isn't about having another kid. The debate is about figuring out how you feel about bringing another member of, uh, bringing another person into your family. You know? Yeah. 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 And um... and not all only children are weird. That's true. Yeah, man. <laughs> They're not like having an only child doesn't guarantee that they're going to grow up to be a spoiled brat in any sense of the word. You know, it's, it feels like there's a lot of like concerns and judgments around this. No matter what, as long as you make a decision that's honest to you, that decision will be good. Right. And although there's not really any wrong thing to do. I mean, no matter what, if you have one child or two children, it'll be an amazing experience. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think. You got to focus on being in the experience and it'll be an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, our heart goes out to you. Though I mean, we it does no worry idea. me that, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how a couple would solve that. Like if you're married to someone and then they're like, I want one. And you're like, I want two. And they're like, well, I want one. Like, how do you, I don't know how you move forward from that. You got to keep talking about it until you figure it out. Right. Yeah. You know, you just got to talk about it and talk about it and be like, well, what about adoption? What if we fostered a kid? Mm-hmm, what if mm-hmm. we change jobs? What if blah, like they're, they're right. You have to figure out like really what your values are. Yeah. There's a difference between compromise and sacrifice and don't be trigger happy on the self sacrifice. Try for a compromise first, whatever that is like half a kid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a dog. Hey. hey, yeah. There you go. Get a dog. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's really scary. It's really scary talking about, big things like this and and not and like kind of realizing that you might you know your life is, might not look exactly the way that you pictured it right but that's just like how life is i know oh, god life is so stupid it's anyway. great <laughs> just try and be present in your life for whatever it is when whatever it is right. is happening it's just always so scary to me 
because I'm like, I have big dreamy dreams of things. And, but you, yeah, you have to figure out how it's actually going to work. I always feel like when I'm stuck between a debate on something and I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. For instance, this live event that's happening on June 29th, right? That's this Friday. I'm so at this point in time in the recording of this podcast, I am freaking out nervous about it. And the other, I woke up this morning and I said to Ella, I was like, let's cancel it. You know, what if we get nobody on the show? Let's just cancel it. You know? And I realized that my feeling like the decision about whether or not to do it, where is that decision coming from? Is it coming from the faith that canceling it's the right thing to do or the fear that it won't be a good show, right? And mm. the reality is it's coming from a fear place. Right. And I, as a guiding principle, try not to make my decisions out of a place of fear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because then I'm just going to bring more fear into my life. Right, even though the, um, that's what the government and also advertisers want you to do. Oh, yeah, be afraid. <laughs> You're flawed. You need lots of products, which is why we're very glad to take a break and have you guys listen to our sponsors. <laughs> Believe it or not, our earbuds, we are not the only experts out there, you know? Indeed. In <laughs> fact, nay, are we experts at all? <laughs> We're experts at not being experts. That's right. We're experts at just talking about our shelf, shelf <laughs> and sharing our experiences. That's right. Well, a lot can be gained from listening to the experiences of others, which is why we're so happy that our latest sponsor, Audible.com, is here to give you guys the ability to listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off. Whether it's on your phone, your car, from a tablet, or at home on your Amazon Echo, you can get tons of books, hands and eyes free while doing almost anything else. Now, I don't want to tear you guys away from listening to Analyze This, but, Hannah Gelb, if there was a book you would recommend to them, what would it be? I would recommend Finding Your Own North Star by Martha Beck, which I feel like was written for me because it's all about getting in touch with your own internal compass and doing the things that you want to do rather than being like pulled in a thousand million directions by the many, many voices chattering outside of you all the time. Oh, man. But if you want just one more voice to chatter at you, make it Finding Your Own North Star by Martha Beck. And right now, Audible is offering our earbuds a free 30-day trial, which includes your first audiobook for free. So just go to audible.com slash or text Hanalyze to 500-500 to get that special offer. That's audible.com slash or just text the word Hanalyze to 500-500. Wow. I love that the last sentence of this ad is Hanalize is spelled H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E. And then this sentence, you can do it with audiobooks. You can. Uh, can I tell, can I share with you a funny thing that happened in therapy? Not funny. Can I share with you something? Of course. So, uh, I love hearing about therapy. Thank you. I think of my facets of self-opinion as a boardroom. So I picture in my mind that I'm in a ah, boardroom. The committee of self. The committee of self. Yeah. And, you know, in my little boardroom, there's me and I'm like the head of the board table or whatever. And I'm like, hey, what's up? It's me, Hannah. I'm cool, I guess. And then, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then. Whatever event you do next, you should be like, hey, what's up? It's me, Hannah. Hannah. That's cool, I guess. I don't uh, know. Yeah. And you then guys are here, so. I have all these little Hannahs around the table. And one of them, and this is a good exercise if you guys want to practice like maintaining control of like your self-impression or like self-opinion. So I realized that my um, judgment, Hannah, and my fear slash failure, Hannah, are like, they're sitting at the front of the table. Mm. They're sitting the closest to me, mm-hmm. you know? And then like after that is like little artist, Hannah, mm-hmm. who like judgment Hannah hates. And then there's like family values, Hannah. You know, who's often just tired, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I'm organized. I'm working on reorganizing my, uh, my boardroom, you know? Dude, that's yeah. a really, I, you know. Judgment and fear, they're always going to be there, but maybe mm-hmm. they don't need to be like hopped up on right. energy drinks. I feel like usually they're like fucking, they're kicking the other members like under the table and they're yeah, like, they're re- fuck you. They are bossy. Yeah. I know. So weird. So rude. I, I don't know, understand. I know. Maybe I should give my boardroom a beanbag <laughs> and like be like, everyone. If you're holding the beanbag, you can speak. My really good friend, so my therapist also shared that kind of mental exercise with me. And my good friend is also was also seeing him. She still talks to him sometimes. But she said one of her members of the committee is just like sitting in the corner, like slowly rocking back and forth. Oh my God. (laughs) That was so great. I want to get a rocking chair in my boardroom. Uh, 
No, I think like holding her knees, rocking. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, I was like, fucking speak your truth, man. Speak your truth. Yeah. Speaking of speaking your truth, let's hear more from our precious earbuds. Yeah. This earbud says, I was wondering if you guys could talk about confidence romantically. As you have the double perspective of significant other and person in the dating world, that is so right. You could explore the different types of confidence needed in dating. Um, just a suggestion and would really help me as I'm recently out of a relationship and finding myself totally useless when talking to people I find attractive. Current technique is stutter until they leave. Any help would be amazing. All the love to you, fab ladies. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my goodness. You I know, love you guys. I have a feeling you're probably being too hard on yourself, first of all. Um, you probably do not come off as stuttery as you think you do. But that's a really good question because... How do you enter into the crazy, strange world of dating with a sense of self and confidence, but not come off as arrogant or cocky? Well, I mean, I really feel like those are totally different things. Because listen, 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 listen. As an arrogant, cocky person. (laughs) As a perfect human. Look, the, the best thing I think that you can do when dating is remember that you are whole without another person. Right? And the more whole you feel the less vulnerable you'll feel. Like you will be making yourself vulnerable as you develop in a relationship, but then you're creating another life. You're creating the life of that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But in terms of dating, you're just kind of like auditioning people to be a part of your life. You're the one that gets to say whether or not they're going to be there. Right, 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 right. Yeah, think of it more like them being a part of your life than you being a part of theirs. Yes, Hannah Hart says this to me all the time. She's like, Hannah... You've said all these things about what he likes. What do you like? Mm-hmm. Like, do I, you like him? And mm-hmm. then I'm like, whoa. I kept asking you. I was like, so what do you like about him? And you're like, well, you have things. But still, not that you didn't <laughs> like this guy. You like this guy, but whatever. But yeah, no, just kind of remember that it's like not, it's not like a grade on a paper, right. you know? It's like, this is a unique snowflake of a person, just as you are a unique snowflake of a person. Right. They're not, and they're not over there like, I'm so confident right now. Got it all together. Like, not nervous at all. Yeah, not (laughs) at all. You know? They bring all their own wounds and insecurities. Anxiety on both sides, my friend. You know? Just just remember what you bring. You bring stuff no matter what. Yeah. Like being a great listener of a great podcast. (laughs) Yes. Great conversation starter. Oh, I know. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck out there. It's scary. But I mean, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't help but like take other people. But you know, here's the thing, right? Ah, I don't know. Oh, it's so hard. Hannah, what do you do? Oh, we had a friend <laughs> who was like dating this guy and then she got rejected by him and then she was like really wounded from it. But now she's actually dating somebody and she's really happy. So life is a rich pageant. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I thought of something. What? I think the best way. To feel confident when putting yourself out there is to know that you can take care of yourself if you're rejected. Right. Re- hey, yes. Because rejection hurts, mm-hmm. you know? But it will not defeat you. Correct. It does not have that power. No, it does not. At all. Do not give it to the power. No. Mm-mm. And you know, I used to be actually quite shy. <laughs> I know, it's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, in high school, early college, oh my God, if I was in a room with someone I thought was cute or whatever... I was like, cool, cool, just not going to talk at all. Then you realize that you're just the most interesting person in the room. There's no way anyone else could like have anything. So a healthy sense of lying to yourself then, I think, is uh, is what we're right. advocating for. There you go. You know, yeah. just, uh, then, then that just takes time. Takes time. Takes just time. Being uh, in the world. Takes time. Okay, here we go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm into this. So-and-so says, I look forward to your podcast so much. I'd love for you to talk about your nerdiness more. I am a bit Sailor Moon obsessed myself, and I just love to be able to geek out with you guys. Like your fave Senshi, your opinion on the reboot, and anything in between. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 Fave Senshi. Wow. Fave Senshi. Okay. So for those of you who are not well-versed in the lore of Sailor Moon, which is a very popular anime, really brought anime to America in the 1990s. It aired from 1992 to 1997 in Japan. Yes. And the message is about love and Compassion and acceptance and compassion. And, you know, Sailor Moon was not about defeating evil, but rather helping find the light in the dark. Dude, I every day I wish Sailor Moon could come to America and help us. Oh, that would be so sweet. Okay, favorite Senshi. So the Sailor Scouts, a.k.a. Senshi, are made of... How dare you say that word! (laughs) 
That's what the dove called them. They're made up of the planets. To give you guys like a brief rundown, should we give them a rundown? Sure. Okay, great. I'll start with Sailor Mercury. Sailor Mercury, she's got blue hair. She is named Amy Mizuna. Um, we don't need to say that name. Sailor Mercury is like the bookish smart one. She's Mercury. She's like got cold power. She's water-based. She water has based. a lot of watery attacks. Yep, yep she's great. We have great. Sailor Mars, who's very spiritual. She's a priestess. She's got like a lot of fire stuff going on. Uh, she's really cool, kind of more traditional, always like goes head to head with Sailor Moon because she's like not going to take smack from nobody. Right, but they're actually super, super close. They're, they're actually like, like bestest, best friends. Yeah. Um, Sailor Venus, who we skipped, right? Goes Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars in the order of the planets. Uh, I don't go in the order of the planets. I go in the order of the century. Oh, you go in the order of the century. Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Venus. You're right. <laughs> oh my God, she's right, everybody. She's absolutely right. So Sailor Mars is like you know, Mercury's like blue, Sailor Mars is like red, mm-hmm. you know. God, um, I love color-based teams. I know, and her powers, uh, I think she is, well, I don't want to give away my opinions, but her powers are with fire. You're talking about Mars? Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. Okay, yeah. next. So Sailor Jupiter. Jupiter! Uh, she is lightning and thunder, obviously. She's quite tall and strong. It's a tomboy. Loves plants and cooking. Loves plants and cooking. A little bit boy crazy. But she is the one that is like, oh, and she was adopted. Her parents died. She's an orphan. I forgot. Oh, my God. I didn't Remember, she's that. an orphan. Whoa. Parents died in a car accident. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So many people in anime die in car accidents. I know. <laughs> they got to watch out. Right. Um, Sailor Moon, obviously, is a princess of the Moon Kingdom, obviously. And she's the leader. Not like a leader in the, like, let me tell you guys how to do it. She's mm. more just like the chosen one. Right. She's like the heart. I would she's, say she's the heart of the team. Yeah, she's the heart of the team. She's a bit of a klutz, really bad at school. Um, but she has a cries heart a lot. the size of a pumpkin. A bigger than that. The space <laughs> pumpkin, which, as we all know, is the biggest pumpkin of all. Exactly. Yeah. That's how she squashes her enemies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So those are the inner senshi. Wait, we said Venus again. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Sailor Venus. Sailor Venus. Uh, oh, wow. You know. She's got a, a history, a past. She does. Go on. Well, she used to be Sailor V. What? Which actually was its own series before... Sailor Moon was ever written. And exists as a series in the series itself. Like, you can be a fan of Sailor V in the Sailor Moon universe. Yes! Yeah, like, they read Sailor V manga, which are Japanese comic books. Mm -hmm. So she was, like, a solo act doing solo uh, hero work, basically. Yeah, she is um, the, obviously, guardian of love because Mm -hmm. she's Sailor Venus. Mm -hmm. Um, Her powers are, her color's orange. Mm -hmm. Jupiter's is green. I would Uh, say more of a gold. It's more of a gold, you're right. (laughs) Um, she has one of my favorite tacks, the love me chain, and also the kiss thing that she blows. Oh, love and beauty shock. Oh, I love love and beauty shock. God's the best. Oh, it's Go so watch great. Sailor Moon when we get home. I mean, <laughs> no way to be social. But so that's Sailor Venus. And she's actually technically, I think she's the leader of the Yeah, Senshi. she's like the general. She's I would the general. Say. Yeah, yeah. She also has a cat. By the way, Senshi means soldier in Japanese. Literally, the title of Sailor Moon means beautiful girl soldier in a sailor suit. Oh. Poetry. I personally, I don't like how now they've branded it so it's guardians. I think that's bullshit. Uh, like that's very like, oh well, they're women, so they're all like fucking nurturing and shit, and they're guardians. I'm like, no, it's they're soldiers. Okay, they're fucking soldiers. I, as a um, loving, nurturing woman, love that they're guardians because <laughs> they guard and protect. You know, and I feel like that they're. Okay. I think guardians make some more like independent thinkers as opposed to soldiers, which are just like a line. You know what I mean? Like I just think it makes them sound less badass. Okay, well they're very badass. But uh, you know, but I hear what you're saying. You know what you I know? mean? I like I like that. Yeah. Um, there's Sailor. Okay, moving in. That's the inner senshi. So those are like the Fab Five of Sailor Moon. Right. They're Absolutely. besties. They're all best friends. They're, they're all the same out age. All the time. They all hang out. They mm-hmm. like each other. I like to pretend that Sailor Mars and Sailor Venus secretly fuck, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just like my uh, dirty 19 year old fanfic head. Um, mm-hmm. It was great. Moving right along, we have Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. Sailor Uranus, who is Hannah's doppelganger. Oh, my God. She's very <laughs> tall. No, and she's a race car driver, and she runs. You know I hate running. Oh, that's true. Oh, she's tall, and she's so cool. She had the best voice actress in Japanese. Oh, the best. So Sailor Uranus is gay with Sailor Neptune. They're in a loving, committed relationship. She's pretty, would you say she's like a soft butch? She is a soft butch. I would say, no, I'd say she's straight up like butch. Like, and no, because sometimes she wears mini skirts. Right. She is pretty androgynous. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a race car driver. When she's introduced in the series, you first think she's a man. Yeah, everybody thinks she's a boy. Mm-hmm. So that's some fun, like, you know, gender bendy stuff. Oh, such a good episode. Sailor Neptune is a violinist. She is, is a painter. A painter. She's aqua 
Marine. Oh my God. If Sailor Neptune. Wait, we didn't was... talk about Sailor Uranus's powers. Oh, go ahead. Or her like affiliation. Man, we are spending a good chunk of time. I on know. It. You know? <laughs> This so-and-so is really getting something out of this. Guys, I mean, we I wanted hope... to talk about this for a long time. And you know what? It was requested. We're just doing what they asked. Exactly. We're giving the people what they want. So, um, Uranus is like, her powers are wind-based. Mm, and yes. she does this amazing thing called earth shaking mm-hmm. or world shaking. Mm-hmm. And just like kills the shit out of bad guys. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. If Sailor Neptune was real in real life, I would try to fuck her all the time. Um, she's so hot to me. You should join me in my, I'm always casting a live action Sailor Moon movie in my head. Oh my God. And I was thinking Tessa Thompson could be Sailor Neptune. I'm in. I'm there. I'm ready. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Sailor Neptune's so cool. She's really. And like suave. And Sailor Uranus is pretty cool too. They're both very aloof and cool. Love. They're like the cool Uber couple you wish you could be. I know. They're like the cool like couple where both of them are cool independently and Mm -hmm. then they're cool together and they Uh. somehow, and you're just like, what? Like one time I was at the park, I saw this couple. (laughs) Oh my God. I got to tell you this. I saw this couple. Para lesbians. They were uh, so fabulous. It was as if they were plucked from like a 1920s art piece. Like the one who was like a little bit more masculine presenting mm-hmm. was wearing like khaki pants and suspenders on the button down shirt and like those cool like square glasses. And then her girlfriend was wearing like a beautiful like pink dress and they were both looking like with their fancy like 20s-esque hair and they both look so artsy and put together and they were sitting on their like totally aesthetically pleasing picnic basket setup <laughs> and then they were they had a wooden boat a wooden remote controlled boat in the lake that they were just like a sailboat that they were using the wind to propel while controlling it directionally dude I think that was them I mean I think it was <laughs> That's Sailor Uranus, Sailor Neptune. Yeah. I was just like, this is the most... And Ella and I were walking around the lake, and we're like, in our sweatpants, probably hungover, <laughs> just a couple of trash humans hanging out. And I was like, oh, man. Wow. Wow, I want to be them. So bad. But I'm just too lazy. You know, it takes time. Yeah, to do time. any form of presentation. Mm-hmm. I know. I put on a clean shirt, which is already dirty now. <laughs> it's really hot in here. There's only... It's so hot. I'm so hot. Okay, yeah. let's roll, roll through we the last one. Yeah. Wait, we have say Neptune has ocean powers, obviously, like the god Neptune. Yes. And um, then we have Saturn. <sighs> so badass. Sailor Saturn's color is dark purple. Uh, she is um, the senshi of destruction. Death and rebirth. Death and rebirth. She's, She's the one that yeah. comes when the universe has come to an end. Or rather, when we have fucked it all up so much, Sailor Saturn appears and is like, cool, I'll just destroy this now. Yeah, she's like the bringer of apocalypse. She's the bringer of apocalypse. She says a lot of really grave statements. And yeah. she's so cool. You don't want Sailor Saturn to be around. No, in fact, in that the means- third season, uh, the other uh, outer Sailor Senshi try to kill her because they know that she is the one who ends the world. Who's going to bring about the apocalypse. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, we'd rather have suffering than the apocalypse. Right. Being but of course, Sailor Moon doesn't allow that to happen. No, she saves her. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what the fuck, Sailor Moon? You know, by saving this one life, you literally brought about the apocalypse. But then Sailor Moon saves the whole world anyways, yeah. obviously. That's uh, why amazing. she's the best. Yeah. Last but not least um, is the senshi of my birthright as a Scorpio. We have Sailor Pluto, who mm-hmm. controls time. Oh, my the God. The guardian of time. She is so... Cool. She's Very so cool. mysterious. Fushigi. Fushigi da ne. Sailor Pluto. She literally guards the door of space time. Yeah. For all eternity. For all eternity by herself. She's oh, lonely. She's lonely. Lonely soul. Yeah. Yeah. Just out there. But she's like, just doing her job. Just doing her job. <laughs> Sometimes she drops into the world when, you know, we, uh, everyone needs her. Yeah, she does. And then you're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And she's like, same old, same old. Oh, she's got this great attack called. Dead scream. Oh, she's the only one who whispers her attack, which is uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, Basically, guys. I just got chills. Sailor Moon <laughs> is only 200 episodes, and it's fantastic. And three movies. And three movies. And, like, three specials. Yeah, and a lot of subjects. Oh, and also musicals. Also a live action. Oh, yeah, PGSM. And also a new animated series called Sailor Moon Crystal. Which I think is beautiful. Yeah, it's very different. Sailor Moon and Sailor Uranus, spoiler alert, kiss! <gasps> in Sailor Moon Crystal. That's right. Remember when that happened and we screamed? Right. It's more based on the manga than the original anime. Which, as we all know, mangas are much, much sexier. And way more gay. And way more gay. <laughs> oh, everything's better when it's more gay. You know? You know. I just want to say my favorite is Sailor Moon. I identify with her so strongly because she's a crybaby and she has a huge heart and she's kind of useless in most situations. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. I have to say my favorite is... Oof. You know? Might be Sailor Mars. 
I was going to guess Mars. Yeah, it's yes. on Mars. Yeah, yeah. My favorite sailor Mars, uh, Flame Sniper, really cool attack. Um, in my head, she's pretty bi. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's great. She's a, you know, her dad's a politician, and she lives with her grandpa, and she's a Shinto priestess. And She can see the future sometimes. She can see the future sometimes. And I don't know. I just think she's great. Love she's, Sailor Mars. She's awesome. Who are your favorite Sailor Scouts, everybody? Sorry, Senshi. Soldiers? Yeah, it's cool. I'll try to be more flexible. You know, uh, I'm going to try and open my heart to new perspectives. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, guys, we have taken up an hour of your lives. Oh, and my God. <laughs> rather filled it with nothing but joy and understanding. I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to this. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you can hang out with us every week, every Tuesday here on Analyze This. And if you want to hang out with us seven days a week, be sure to check out Analyze Pod on the Twitter. You. We should post a Sailor Moon quiz on the Twitter. Yes, and now I have, oh, my God, I'm just going to post so many photos. Is and that why people all, can understand? Like, all, like, it'll be like commentary on like the Bible, but it's going to be like, this is my thoughts on Oh, my God. Do some of the art book <laughs> art. I would love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. People will be like, what is this self-help podcast only talk about Sailor Moon? And then we'll be like, uh, because Sailor Moon is great. <laughs> Sailor Moon is life. Sailor Moon is life. Love you guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes, we'll answer more questions in the future. See you later, earbuds. Hear you later, earbuds. Talk at you later, earbuds. Yeah, it's good. <laughs>